everyone to another episode of Black Thoughts. I am your co-host Angelique and I'm joined with Caleb here. Um, today we're just gonna we're gonna start off with a question. Caleb, has your black card ever been revoked? Angelique, you know my black card has definitely been revoked <laughs> on a number of occasions. Um, it's a very painful experience, but thankfully I got it back. Angelique, has your black card ever been revoked? My black card has actually never been revoked. That's cap. Stop lying. <laughs> it has not. It has not. No one has ever directly revoked my black card. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but describe describe when your black card has been revoked. Oh my gosh! Like the first time, or but like yeah, it... like any time. Describe the first time and describe like the most like poignant time. The most like hurtful time okay so the first time it had to be my mom it had to be my mom like she she always does this thing where i don't know this song or i haven't watched this movie if i don't know this phrase it's like how do you not know this you know um i'm trying to think what the movie was i think it was it might have been love jones might have been the movie but i like i just said i never watched it didn't know what it was and she was like you've never seen this movie this movie this fantastic movie and she goes on this whole rant but how, you know, like, you need to watch this movie. It's important to the culture, this, that, and the third, knowing, like, she doesn't let me watch certain things. And so, on. you know, I was, it was <laughs> funny. It was funny, obviously, at the time, because my mom was trying to, like, you know, int- put me on to something fun, put me on to something cool. But I think the time that it was ever the most serious, and you were there. You were there. We were oh. in, we were in, we were in Rob's class. You remember? Oh, I don't remember, so I, but... <laughs> It was one of those one of those odd Tuesday mornings I came in and I was like, I hate math. Like like I had some like rigorous chemistry work to do the night before and I was just having a hard time crunching the numbers and Rob was like, You hate math. You don't like math, you know, saying all this stuff. And oh, yeah. he goes off and he was like, If you hate math, that's anti intellectual. And if you're anti intellectual, you're anti black. And Mr. Holly, if you're anti black, you know, doing like doing yeah, doing his yeah, little yeah. <laughs> doing his little dance. And then he starts the entire class off with a math lesson because I yeah. just happened to say I didn't like math that day. And he was like, you know what, sir? That's, you know, like, I, I felt I felt kind of attacked because he said what I said was anti-black and that I should kind of be ashamed of it. And uh, the whole class was like, ooh, yeah, Caleb. And then Noah was, like, dogging me about it later. Like, it was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. To but be completely is... honest, I'm glad you took the heat for that because I also hate math. Like, I, I have a joke now I with know. my boss. Like, oh. I, have a jo- I have a running joke with my boss. It's like, I literally went into linguistics, so I never had to do another math problem in my life. So it's like, that, you said it, and the in the back one. of my head, I was like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, everybody, nobody likes math. But I think we're getting a little off topic. But I mean, yeah, I, yeah. actually, we can honestly tie it back in, because he said something interesting about it. Uh, he, we had an interesting conversation in that class. We'll come back to it. Um, so, like, Angelique, what, what even is a black card? Like, what does it mean to you? Well, I, I think that's a really good question because I think that kind of speaks to why you say your black card has been revoked and I say mine hasn't. Because I've definitely had mm-hmm. those same kind of experiences where people are like, oh, you haven't seen like Soul Plane and stuff like that, like, or Soul Train. You haven't seen Soul Plane? Soul Plane or Soul Train. <laughs> and my Wait, dad you haven't seen Soul Train either? No, your dad was on Soul was Train? On it. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that's so. Mm. He was a good Super dancer, cool. apparently. Um, but Ooh, I haven't wow. seen either. The more you know. I know, right? I did not inherit that from him, though. Um, which is also another that. thing that people... <laughs> that's another thing people have tried to come for my blackness for. But I think when I think of a black card, I really think of the game Black Card Revoked and the literal someone being like, oh, I'm taking your black card. No one's actually ever took, taken my black card. They've been like, oh, you uh... haven't seen this thing? Like, that's crazy. You should. But no one's literally been like, oh, you're not black because you don't do this thing. So I think that's mm-hmm. what, when I define black card, that's what I think of. And that's why I say, like, no one's actually ever done that to me. Have I gotten, like, crap because uh, I haven't seen those kinds of shows or, like, don't know those songs or whatever? Sure. But I've never felt like my black card was taken. I feel like my blackness was challenged but not taken from me because I'm black, been born black, always will be black. For okay, so for those of you who may not know, um, I think it was about it was about 2016, 2015. Uh, a yeah, young 2015. woman, 2015, a young woman named Letitia Williams made this exceptional game called Black Card Revoked, 
And it's essentially, uh, uh, if you, you've, you've probably heard of some of her more popular games. She's the co-founder of the company, uh, Cards for People. Um, Cards Against Humanity is another game that she helped work on. But essentially, it's a, it's a lot of black trivia and little cards that hint at black history that only black people would kind of know. Um, and the object of the game, obviously, is to prove you're the blackest or to at least not be the least black, <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> um, the game kind of works the same way as Cards Against Humanity. There's a question on the board. You put a little response. Whoever has the blackest response gets the card. You play to what? What is it, like six cards, five cards, something like that? Yeah, something um, like that. But it is a super fun game. I I love it. Uh, Angela, have you ever played it? Have you, You've played it, right? Yeah, I've played it a lot. And I think, you know, I think people take from it two different, like, kind of feelings for some people it's about like like you said proving that you're at least not the you're trying to be at least the most black or at the very worst like the person who's not the least but for mm-hmm. me I've only played this game with family like I think that kind of response comes oh. when you play with other folks like friends or associates but I've only ever played this game with my family and so it was never like proving blackness it was always like a nostalgic like going down memory lane and kind of community building activity so like and I think that was kind of her intent when she created the game like her friends and her got together and they were like we need a game for the culture and that's what the game like really became about I think for me at least and with her intent because there's questions on it like which song Mm -hmm. is a staple at the family cookout and it like lists like Luther Van Dross and like you know all the like old they're old school songs. Some old head hear. stuff. Yeah, some old head stuff. And so it's really funny because it's like, you know, you grow up in that and you hear it all the time. So it's really dependent on it, how connected you are to like old school blackness than anything because it really doesn't address, like, I think the newest version has stuff about Mariah Carey. Like that's the most recent kind of era. So 2000s kids would like mm. have a good sense of those kinds of questions. But like outside of that, it's not, I don't think it really goes towards proving your blackness, for me, at least. You don't think it goes towards proving, I, I think that's exactly what it's for. There's two different takeaways, depending on who you play it with, and the kinds of folks you're around when you play it, like, it can. But so, what do you think your black card is then, Caleb? The black card, I mean, I think it's something everyone is obviously born with. Um, yeah, for sure. But it's kind of like a passport, right? If you don't get it renewed, you probably lose it. And if you don't use mm. it, it's probably not real. So, um, How do you renew it? Just by staying in tune with black culture, staying like staying up to date, I guess, on the blackest things that are happening right now. Uh, just making sure you're like, you know, you're in tune with your people, so to speak. <laughs> so that, that uh-huh. raises a, a question that I have, because you said staying in tune with the blackest things. So I guess we got to, we, we got to, address we gotta discuss blackness yeah like we've kind of been tiptoeing around it not really tiptoeing but like we've kind of been taking for granted this word so like we gotta right here right now black card revoked we gotta talk about what makes you black like what's like that is that is such a great question right and i don't think we're ever going to be like a clear like solidified answer on it but when i think about what is blackness i think about what am I, right? Like when I wake up in the mirror and I look at myself, I'm like, this is blackness, right? Whatever I do, or whatever I want blackness to be, that's what blackness is. I know that's, that's not like a hard definition that certainly doesn't have any parameters, but that's honestly how I view blackness. Um, I, try, I try my best to leave other people's interpretations also open, but I know, like, you know how sometimes you know when something isn't black or you're like, eh, like you're just a little suspect of it. I yeah. think that's kind of how blackness works, right? You inherently know what it is, but you also know when you're not looking at it or when something may not like fit into that category, at least within your mind. Mm. Yeah. And what- I think that's going to get into um, policing of blackness later on in our conversation. I, I can see how that will, ha- we'll have to For circle sure. back to that answer. For sure. <laughs> um, but like what- what's blackness to you, I guess? I think when I think of blackness, I think of it, like a spectrum just like with like gender I think Mm. blackness comes in all different kinds of shades it comes in all different kinds of sizes personalities backgrounds um even cultural references like there is black culture but then even within black culture I think 
I think we as black people often get shortchanged because we're like, there's black culture and then there's African culture and they kind of, and there's Caribbean culture and they kind of all just get lumped together. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, they all get lumped together under this one black culture. But I'm like, if you really look at those cultures, like there's similarities, sure. But then there's some also really distinct differences. And like, there's some things like I follow a lot of pages on Instagram of, of people who are from Africa and different mm-hmm. parts, like some from South Africa, some from Nigeria, some from Ghana, where a couple of our friends are from, like different, right. different parts. But uh, and mostly it's because I follow hair, hair Instagram pages. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like sometimes they'll reference, they'll make videos about like foods that are like staples and stuff like that. And I'm like, I've never tried this thing. I've never heard of this thing. I don't know. I don't get the joke on this, you know? So there's some parts that are so different that I'm like, it's, it's, it's a spectrum because I'm sure I could say some things unique to like black American culture that they may or may not understand or get, you know? So I think it's like, it's definitely, I think of blackness as kind of a rainbow. And I am like one ray on that rainbow. I've heard, I have a que- I have a question. I just thought about this. Um, this reminds me, I think, of a conversation I think I had with somebody on on the debate team a while back. Um, mm-hmm. but essentially, like we were having this discussion about what is blackness, and somebody introduced the idea that blackness is like the common oppression we all like. You know, we share right when yeah. we're compared to whiteness, or when we look back on some of our history as it's connected to um enslaved enslaved Africans. Like that's kind of how people identify who is black and who's not black. And somebody mm-hmm. very, very strongly said, "Nah, bro, that's not it." Like they they had a very strong issue with connecting connecting our identity with oppression. <clears throat> yeah. And like a common a common struggle that we all have had. What do you what do you take from that? Because I there was some there was I, I think there were some strong points on it, but I'm not sure like I'm not sure where I stand on the matter. Yeah, I mean I definitely agree with the the second person, the latter person who had an issue with it. I think yes, you can connect blackness through the shared historical aspect of like oppression writ large I think you can do that as a part of what constitutes blackness but I think Mm -hmm. it's extremely essentialist and reductivist to say that that is how we identify blackness because just like with the examples that I just gave like right in no part of that was there anything oppressive like there's this whole other side to blackness that often gets ignored and erased and just not addressed at all uh because we focus on the diaspora and how it came about like the, the like the diaspora exists and it exists from those historical moments sure but to only say that that is what connects us then means that you have reduced every good aspect of how come I can like walk down the street in China and an African dude walk up to me and say what's up and I can give him the head nod and we good like we just know that like that's not something that is and connected to oppression you know I oppression. completely I get what you're saying. And like, I'm, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate at this point sure. because yeah. I do think it is kind of reductionist, but it, it's the, I, the diaspora was so important, right? Like it, that, absolutely. that, that's like colonialism and the systematic oppression of people of color all over this planet are, it's, it's such an important matter. And absolutely, it's something yeah. that no matter where you come from, you can always connect to on some level. Right. And while like we, we, we probably only reference specifically the, um, like, <clears throat> the Atlantic slave trade at this point, like there is some variation of that that has happened to people all over the world in all types of places, right? And we can always come back and connect on that common oppression. And I understand that, yes, there is more to black culture than us being oppressed and us having at one point having our having our ancestors in chains. But that is something I think that is so deeply rooted that I, I have a very strong understanding of why some people would lead with that. Yeah. Does that make I sense? Mean- it, it makes sense. Like, I don't think, like I said, that's why I think it's a component. I don't think it's, but I don't think it should be the only or the sole focus of that connection. Interesting. Because I think, I think, I think that that is actually anti-Black because that's saying that just like how there's been this recent pushback in education to not start African history off with enslavement and like the transatlantic slave trade, that mm-hmm. erases the whole, like, uh, at Spelman, we have this class called ADW, African Diaspora in the World. Yep. We don't start that <laughs> class. <laughs> I know, I know. He's laughing because every Spelmanite will tell you that class changed their life. And it does because it most <laughs> K through exactly 12 it. systems in America, most K through 12 systems in America will start Black history off with 
that moment in history. And it wasn't until, for me, for example, it wasn't until I took that class until I realized this whole rich history of Africa and, like, how important, like, I knew it was important, but how important it was to make sure that when we talk about our history, when we talk about our connection, we don't just focus on enslavement and impression because there that then feeds into the idea of subordination and so Mm. i think it's a little bit it's kind of reinforcing white supremacy in a way to be like yeah like what connects us is the fact that we were oppressed by white people that's that's inherent that's given and we can talk about it as a component but i don't think that that means that it should be the most important or the most central aspect of blackness okay I, I, I can definitely get behind those statements. So we've kind of like identified that black people everywhere have this rich dynamic culture that we all kind of like, you know, tap into and really like to enjoy at times. But so I guess the next question is, should we have these membership cards for them? And if we should, why do we even have them to begin with? Yeah, I mean, that's such a good question, because like like you said earlier, when you were defining your black card, I think everyone's kind of born with it. Like, I think if you're black and you have entered this world, you are born with your black card. But I think the question of should we have them kind of goes back to what I was saying about, um, you know, essentializing black culture, because it, in a way it does. If, if you're someone like, you know, how you described where you're, you feel like you have to then prove your blackness, it can be extremely harmful to both the individual and the community as a whole, because you're starting to exclude folks who don't fit into that narrative of whatever black I cards talk about- are. Can we talk about that for a second, proving your blackness? And I, I think yeah. this is like, this is super interesting, right? Because I think at, at any given point, every black person has had to, you know, show their papers, you know, show yeah. like why they're black. But I think the most, the, the, when we do it or the, the times like that it's most pertinent is when we're doing it in front of white people, right? Like I can yeah. think of a lot of, I think of a lot of instances where I'm in school and I hear some white kids say, oh, you don't talk black, right? Or, oh, you don't know anything about this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of questioning, like, you know, what do you know? And in in those instances, right, and I think, again, anyone can relate to them. Anyone can think of a multitude of instances happened. You're kind of reduced to just the stereotypes, right? Like, what other people think about Black people, what they see about them. And while that can, that's definitely... It's harming. It's 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 extremely harming. It'd be kind of traumatic. And I I want... I'm curious as to say, like, does... Does having this black card make those interactions more common or does it sort of or should we always be prepared for that type of test? Well, I think those are two different questions. I think. okay, I think does having a black card create those kinds of occurrences? No, I don't think so. I think like I I go back to the original creator's intent and the Mm -hmm. fact that her and her friends made that to have a game about black folks for black folks. I think that, like I said, that's more of a question of of are we then essentializing ourselves like are we doing this to ourselves I don't think it necessarily answers to white folks because I've never had a white person play this game and I don't think I, I don't even know how many white people know no. about this game why, why would you play <laughs> so, you, you, you yeah. can't play this game with white people it's it's not for them I could see, I could see a world where <clears throat> Kardashians I could see a world where like people uh, try to play this game to you know, <laughs> I could see okay. a world in that which that happens but um I think that's you know, that's kind of like to your first question. And your second question, um, which was, you know, remind me what it was again. Like, does like, like, should we always be prepared for that type of test? Right. Someone to say, hey, prove you're black. Right. Because I do right, think right. there's some value to it. Right. Like, I don't. So I don't think I don't think we need to necessarily be prepared for it in the sense that we need to, like, use this game to like find out the answers to the most common ass black questions i don't think it needs to be that like (laughs) intentional but i think i do think we needed to just be aware that that is also part of the shared black experience that people are going to question you on your blackness which is such an instant that has some like historical um components too because it used to be you would try to prove against your blackness like you know, one drop and white folks labeled you as black. So it was like this, if you could pass, trying to get yourself to pass kind of idea. But Mm -hmm. now it's like, you have to do the opposite where it's just like, I'm black. I got a drop of black in me. I want to claim that blackness because it affects my identity in some way. And now to white people or black people, I've got to like 
prove that I am black in this way. But I, I think it's like, it's not something that you have to intentionally prep for, but just know that it's going to occur. Know that it's going to happen and then have a centeredness in yourself that it's okay because you identify yourself in that way and that's okay. That's a fair statement. I, this reminds me of the first time I played the game, right? And I know mm. you said you played it with your family, right? And it was fun, yeah. nostalgic. But the first time I played it, I was I was actually I was on Spellman's campus. I was um I was hanging with some of my friends after we got done with uh we were we we were practicing in the chapel that day. They were like, let's have a game night. Um, okay. and we're like, okay, we didn't, you know, we thought we was going to play Monopoly or like Uno, you know, Spade, something dumb like that. And Tia pulls out Black Card Revoked. She's like, we're playing this game. And, you know, we're all like, okay, cool. And there's this immediate sense in the air that, hey, whoever loses this game isn't the blackest person in this room and we're going to have beef. Like, mm, <laughs> like we okay. just, we just kind of instinctually knew that this, it wasn't, it wasn't so much like, nothing bad was going to happen right i don't think we were going to say you can't be friends with us we can't hang no more nothing like that but it was gonna it was gonna sort of be like hey this is the test and if you don't pass this test you better go study and make sure you are prepared the next time that type of thing Mm. and we played and i almost lost the first time i almost did but i didn't and the second time you know i kind of redeemed myself and (laughs) it it was just interesting right because at the end of the day we all we all like there were some things we all knew and we all knew we should do and then there were some things that we were like, oh, how you don't know this, right? That were essentially, essentially to our personal experience. Um, yeah. And I just, I say that all to say that I think it's important to know or to at least have some pressure, right? To, I don't want to say be black, but at least know your history. Because that's, that's essentially what the game is. It's a very, it's a long, it's a lot of trivia about black history, about black people who have done things or black moments that are significant for X, Y, and Z reasons. And I think when you start to find people who don't know enough about their history or don't know enough, who aren't easily or readily, like, readily able to answer some of those questions, it's, it's a little suspect. It's a little suspect. And it's, I don't want to say it's disgraceful, but you should be, mm. you should be more, you should be more proud of your ancestry and being able to represent it. Oh, okay. There's a lot to unpack there because I think we've kind of circled back to that question of community Mm -hmm. policing with that, you know, that story is very, it's very much so a a component of like, y'all were a group of black folks and y'all were going to police, you know, if you didn't answer enough questions in this way, like go back, you got, you got, you got, got to go back and study before you can get your black card back. So so that kind of makes me ask, can or should a black card be revoked? Like, it's, I think it's okay to have one. I think it's a bigger issue that people were then qu- making you have to question your blackness yes. in that <laughs> So it's yes, like, should, I think should, that is should, a... we should have black cards, but should they be able to be revoked by other people? I mean, what's the point of having them if they can't be revoked? <laughs> because it's a, it's, a, it's a signifier, you know? Like, I can be like, I'm black, I got my black card, but if that's, we talk about enough. black people, oh, it's like, why that's like saying I'm, That's like saying I have a passport and I don't use it. Like, if you never travel anymore, what's the point of, like, having that passport? If you have a black card and you can't, you know, prove your blackness, what's the point of it? If I can't test it occasionally and say that, hey, you know, how black are you, then why, why even have the card? Well, passports are used for more than just travel. So passports are used as identification. Like, if you, you, you need two forms of identification. <laughs> passports are used to show citizenship. So if you have dual citizenship, that passport is very important. And so I don't know if you're catching my analogies, but like dual know, citizenship I, is the case of like mixed folks, right? Like they right. are half black. They got black mm-hmm. in them. Mm-hmm. So that black card is just to be like, yeah, I got my daddy black. Like I got some black in me. Yeah, I might look mm-hmm. white as the yep. driven snow, but you know, yes, so that it could be important you, for those reasons. You better be able to use it. <laughs> like that's the I, like that's I just I just feel like the point of having the point of having those cards is to at times say, hey listen, you need, to, you need to straighten yourself out, right? And, I, and we haven't really talked about what happens when it's revoked. Because when your black card's revoked, I, sometimes it's just in jest. You know, it's kind of funny. Other times, a little right. more serious. But the assumption, I think, is always that you will get it back at some point, right? This isn't a, a permanent departure because no one can permanently separate you from your blackness. That's just not possible. But it's, it gives you a moment to reconsider I would think some of your actions and some of your, again, your commitment to your history and your knowledge about the individuals who have had impacts on your lives. Um, and I, I, so you think and it again, should be revoked for those reasons, even if it is like policing your blackness? I, 
I think it has a usefulness, and I think it's a and, and again, like I, I'm definitely open to a discussion on the harms of what happens when you revoke somebody's black card, and I think those are very, very real. But I, I also have, I think I have an understanding of why you would want to do something like that. I have it like I think it's I think it's important to I don't want to say quiz people on their history, but kind of instill that pride in them, right? Because as as you as you as you hint or just blatantly said earlier, the K through twelve system does not do a good job of teaching black kids about where black people come from, the importance of your skin, and some of the some of the historical importance of what what people have done that look like you, right? I think it I think it is it is relatively important to have those types of things because we know we're not going to get that education somewhere else, so you got to get it from somewhere. There has to be somewhere along the way you need to either learn about the people that would like you or learn about some of the things your people did. That's important, I think, in constructing your identity and building a platform for black people writ large to say that, hey, this is what we're about and this is what we're trying to do moving forward. And if you can't if you can't make any comments on it whatsoever, that's that's kind of suspect. Like that's you know, you you might you might be the ops, you might be out to get us, you might be a sellout. <laughs> mm. Which is okay. That's interesting. So then, how does that impact your view of of the idea of this reinforcing or or at least not allowing for much divergence from the idea of the black monolith? Yeah, that's um, ooh, that's a that's such a great question, right? Because I I think very often, very often black people are pushed into this monolith and told that you know we're all this singular cookie cutter type thing, but that's, you know, we know that's inherently not true. I, I don't, and I don't know if monolith is even the right word, right? I think there are core things every black person should carry with them, right? And do I know what those core things are? Of course not. And I think that's probably where most of the dispute is, right? Where people saying like, this is something you shouldn't, like there isn't a black curriculum out there. Like there's <laughs> nothing to reference and say, this is what makes you black and that's it. That's the final word. Should there? Do you think that that should be in existence? it have to, it would have to be very like it would have to be very attuned to every specific region and it would have to be very low entry if you wanted to make it make it reasonable because they're mm. black people are very different right and any sort of standard you set up or say like this is what black people should be you're always going to fail like i i just think about my parents right i know like i'm a different type of black than they are but i know that we're both black <laughs> does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah so i don't again i don't know where those standards even come from or how you would even set them up but I know that there should probably be at least a discussion about them. Huh. Do you do you, do you think like do you think there should be standards? And if so, like what what would be the first standard you'd add? <laughs> oh, I don't think there should be standards. Like, you don't think there should be standards I, so, at all? Yeah, I'm I'm of the opinion that the moment this game, the moment your black card is being revoked, the moment this game is taken outside of like a jesting, joking, like. Mm-hmm community building experience like it's a problem um because I interesting think, and you have to kind of go back to like how I define blackness right because the way mm-hmm. that I and this is where a lot of moments where my black card could have been potentially revoked right like nobody ever said it to me but I definitely felt like my blackness was being challenged in these moments because it's like um and I'll use a term that I actually heard for the first time in Rob's class by a kid um or a, a young man, I won't call him a kid. I call everybody kid, but um, a young oh, man, little John. Excuse me, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, for, uh, we, we've said Rob's name like four different times, but uh, the guy we're talking about, his name is Robert Brown. He's a super cool lawyer, super cool mentor to Angelique. Um, he's helped us up with a lot of different things. Uh, he had a class, or has a class at Morales College, one that Angelique and I have both been in. Uh, graduated, what was the year, 95? I think class of 95 from Morehouse. Super cool guy. We keep referencing him, but he's just like somebody who's had a, like a lot of impact on both of our lives. We'll probably reference him again. We might even have him as a guest someday. So, shout out to Rob. <laughs> yeah, shout out Rob. Um, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, like in that class, uh, a guy, Little John, ta- talked about alternative blacks, like the idea of people who are black but like don't fit into the mainstream idea of what is black. Right. And that was the first time I had heard the term. Upon later research, I realized it was very it was it was a term that was out there. Like it had been around in spaces right. um, and I couldn't find the origin point of it necessarily. But um, I think that the creation of a term like alternative blacks comes from this idea of if you aren't 
if your black card is being revoked in these cases where it's like, oh, you didn't watch this thing or like, like probably nowadays I could see someone being like, oh, you don't watch blackish, like black card revoked. And it's just like, I might yep. not have been watching that because I'm watching, you know, Golden Girls. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. actually, I'm you watch the Golden Girls, Girls right now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's a show I watch with my grandma because you know she's all about wholesome content and they're three old. No, no, no! Don't you blame your grandma for that. (laughs) I will blame my grandmother, and she will gladly take that name. Uh, Oh my god, she watched the golden. That's let me me not, let me not. I'm not gonna judge. Keep going. I mean, right? So, but like, so you want to judge, right? Like your knee jerk reaction is to judge, but like I also attended. Look, I attended the number one HBCU, and I was in the top ten of my class. So I, I have a yeah. hard time being like, as someone You're who black as watches hell. Golden Girls, I'm black as hell. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm as black as you can get. But right. because I watch Golden Girls, someone would try to revoke my my black card. And I think that's where it becomes a problem because that's where it's like the the desire to want to standardize and be like, oh, you know, you can't watch, if you watch Golden Girls, like that, that gets your black card revoked. Like, I think that's why I look at blackness as a spectrum because like I can, I can exist in all of these spaces. I can be a black woman in America and still want to learn Chinese, still want to learn Korean uh, as I do and still know that, you know, C- C- Christopher Columbus wasn't the first man to find the Americas. Like, I can know all of those things. And so to try to revoke my black card off of one part of that is, I think, where the problem is and where, like, harm is done. That is super, that is super interesting. And I'm going to push back on it, right? I'm going to okay. push back on it. And so, and here's, I, I want to I wanna pay, I want to make sure I pay credence to what you just said, because I think that is important. Black people should be allowed to do things that black people quote unquote don't normally do um you know because you are a person at the end of the day i think your individualism should you know be trumped over anything right whatever makes you happy and as long as it's not harming other people do what makes you happy but in 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 you saying you watch the golden girls right and i'm not saying like that's that's not a reason to revoke anybody's black girl black card right because betty white is super cool um yeah and that'd be the only reason i'd watch that show she's (laughs) She's super cool (laughs) um but anywho like we know that there are certain there are certain activities that when black people engage with them, you have to raise an eye, right? I think um the first thing that comes to my mind is interracial dating, right? Like mm-hmm. when black people date outside the race, you immediately like I don't want to say you cast the black person to the side, but you raise an eyebrow at the very least in your thoughts because you're thinking, are they really on my side, right? When black people attend, I don't know, too many white functions or like I don't know, or what, oh, here's a perfect example. <clears throat> when black people take jobs from Donald Trump, right? When black people are supporting Donald Trump, right? There are red flags in your mind that you say, this person may not have my best interest at heart and they may not be working towards the common goal that I think is good, right? Like that's, that's why I think this policing is kind of useful. And I, again, I don't know what those activities are, right? I can't give you a list of saying this is what black people shouldn't do and black people who engage in these activities should be, you know, ostracized. But we both intrinsically know that there are things that when black people engage in those activities, it is an indicator of their thought patterns or other processes that may be harmful to you. I think, I think, so it's tricky, right? Because I, I know that it is. I know that it's easy to say, yeah, like you're totally right. And, and those things can be huge indicators. But I think that's also doing a level of, of assumption on their part. Mm-hmm. You know, like I go back to, uh, I think I gave this example a couple of weeks ago of a friend of mine, her, uh, we didn't, we didn't actually talk about this on podcast though. Um, but mm-hmm. I have a friend whose mother is black and her dad is uh, a white European man. And right. uh, but he's like one of the wokest white European men I've ever seen or like known personally. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I think you could look at someone like her, that couple dynamic and use to use your example of interracial de- dating. You could look at a couple like that and be like, oh, you know, like question her black card, qu- you know, question mark. And it's like that could be really harmful because he's super woke for a white dude. So it's like, yeah, she dated outside of her race. She married outside of her race. But now they have two really woke mixed kids. And uh, I think that's like, I think it's it's kind of dangerous when you play that game of assuming that you need to question someone else's blackness because of the choices that they make in their life. Um, Because like, yeah, like getting money from Trump, that's hella sus. That is like, and, and I think there's, like, uh, there's bars that, that kind of get clear, too. Like, he's flat-out racist. So supporting a flat-out racist 
has more cause for concern than if you just date outside of your race, I think. Right, of course. <laughs> like, there's levels so to this like, stuff. But so I'm like, but that's also super subjective. And so that's why I'm like, I don't know if that, that might, to me, that's anti-Black, but doesn't take mm-hmm. away their Black card. Like, they still are Black, but they've got some internalized racism that they got to work through for having supported Trump. That's how I see that, you know? And so that's why I'm like, everyone has their black card. And I question if it should even be revocable because it's like that then gives power to someone else to make judgments on how you see yourself in the world. And I, I'll meet you halfway, right? I, I think that you should, you should always try your best to be comfortable in your blackness. You should. Like, you know, because you should have this understanding that if your skin is dark and you are melanated, you are black, you know? And if you, like... You 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 should you should know that you should be able to have the confidence and swagger to say that I'm black and no matter what you say that's what it's going to be at the end of the day. However, with that being said, <clears throat> like you should also where's it going with this? Um, oh yes, also like when when you are like when you are in your black, you should also know that there are certain things that there are certain requirements that you just have to hit. Like there are certain bars that you have to meet in order to i don't i don't know gets to like respect your black skin that's not the word that's not the phrase um i'm just saying that when you are black and you know you're black and you're comfortable in your blackness you also know that there are certain things you know about your blackness right and the people who have their black cards revoked and are up in arms about it are probably people who don't know certain things about blackness who don't appreciate it as much as other people who aren't i don't want to say doing their studying but aren't taking the melanin in their skin as seriously as others and it okay. is a dangerous like and it, it, it is a dangerous game to play to revoke someone's black card. Like that is that is something that can be infinitely harmful and it should be done carefully. But it should still be done on occasion. Yeah. And I think that point like kind of brings me to let's do some examples to see how that applies. Because I think that I think that, that will be interesting to use exactly what you just said to apply it to some people. So I think when I think about black cards being revoked, the very mm-hmm. first instance I, I heard of this from celebrities was Raven Simone, right? Mm. Like she went on an interview and um, she was like, I'm tired of being labeled. I'm an American. I'm not African-American. I'm an American. And she was like, I don't know what country I'm from in Africa. Like, I don't know any of that. And I'm a colorless person, you know? And she got a, a lot of pushback. People were snatching her black card like it was the last piece of clothing on the Black Friday sale. Like, they were like, <laughs> no problem. And she nah. came back and, like, responded to all that. And she was like, I never said I wasn't black. I just was saying, I know there's a difference between being African-American when you know your roots in Africa and being a black American. And mm. so that was, like, her response. So when you think about someone like her, and the analysis you just gave on, you know, knowing e- people who get their black card revoked and, and then are up in arms about it. Like, she was mad that people were revoking her card. Yeah, because Raven Simone is black as hell. Like, she... But like, so how do you... Do you think she was, like, uneducated on blackness for making that comment to begin with? Like, how do you do, interpret a situation like that? I... So, Raven Simone, I think... This, this is a very good case. Because she has yeah. grown... She's grown up in the spotlight. But the things that she has always done, the roles that she has always taken, have either, one, put black voices at the front... Or two, been in support of bigger black projects, right? I think about her first, her her first starring role on the Cosby Show, right? Like right. that is probably one of the blackest shows you can watch, and one of my personal favorite shows to ever watch, right? I think about uh, what was the show that we used to watch as a kid? That's so Raven, right? Mm-hmm. She, she was like one of the first black people on Disney, and yeah. it was cool. It was super cool. And if that was you, my I, all-time favorite show as a kid. <laughs> yeah, you see, and like it's it's so cool, especially with like my sister. She's watching the new one, um, Raven's Home, right? But I gotta yeah, put her on yeah. to the old stuff sometime soon. But it's right. cool because that show is laden with a lot of just little black nuggets, right? Little things that only black kids would get, or that are for the culture, and that are only funny to you. So, like, to even question her blackness is kind of like. I don't want to say it's ridiculous, <laughs> but it just like I think people should have given her a little more credit or lenience with that situation because I don't think she. And the, again, this is just my personal opinion. I don't think Raven Simone is out to get black people. Like mm. she, she's not. Like she's she has a body of work that justifies her blackness. Mm, okay, so you think that this it, the the individual experience has to then be taken into account with like all other parts of the person. For sure. So if, like, and not, if they don't have a lot of evidence to show that they're down for the cause and then they say something like this, then you you would be more inclined to revoke their, their black card? 
for sure. And I know it like it's easier to say that with Raven Simone because she's a public figure. But I mean, like, like I, I, you know, I could think of somebody taking my my black card, right? Like, I'll just use myself as a personal example. Um, you know, I'm black as hell. Like, my parents very much put me in tune with black culture growing up, right? I I can play West African instruments. Like, I can play like seven of them, right? That's I think that's oh, black. Snap. I think I that's really that. black. Yeah, you didn't know that. That's that's what I used to do in your chapel every Sunday. Um, like oh, you're right. You played with um Sister Omelica. Yes, and I've I've been doing that since I was like seven. So you know, I um, I went to Morehouse College, right? I try my best to be in tune with Black people. I have a podcast on Black people. So like for someone, so even if I did something anti-Black, for someone to simply take my Black card would be kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like I have a body of work that goes goes towards my Blackness. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. I think that that makes sense. Um, so I want to use another example because I think this is another good one. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of speaks to that too. Stacey, Stacey Dash, an actress, um, she, she played, she's most known, I think, for her role on Clueless, but she's been in tons of different things. Um, she once made a comment on uh, the hashtag Oscars so white. So when that hashtag was trending on Twitter, and we haven't talked about black Twitter, but um, the, the creator of Black Card Revoked used a lot of the content for the cards from Black Twitter. And we'll, right. we'll talk more about Black Twitter in another podcast. But um, Have to. Uh, in, a, in response to that Oscar So White hashtag that was going around, which was like calling out the Oscars for being super, super white, she was like, either we want to have segregation or integration. If we don't want segregation, then we need to get rid of channels like BET and the BET Awards um where you're only awarded if you're black if mm. it were the other way around we would be up in arms it's a double standard mm. so when you think about that where she's like hey i want to be i want to be not just like awarded but awarded for my talent not my blackness what do you say how how you know and of course people were trying to revoke her black card for that because they were like not nah, bet is all about the culture uh what what in the case of stacy das what would you say to that yeah, see, Stacey Dash's body of work isn't. I, I, I don't want to come from nobody's neck, especially with somebody I'm not overly familiar with. But mistaken, clueless is like a that's a that's a white thing. Like I don't I don't want to like there's there's a like like I I who who was I talking with the other day about this movie? Um, it, I don't know. Somebody referenced this movie, and I was with a group of black people, and we were like, "Ain't nobody watched that movie." Like that's 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 not something that we're tuned with. Um. Like that's a I don't want to say that's a white movie, but that's a movie with a white lead where she played a black woman who was following a white woman, right? Like body of work just isn't as convincing. And I don't want to like again, I'm not I don't want to come for her neck. Um I definitely think she had I don't want to say I think she had good intentions. I think people should be open to that discussion of what integration actually means and what it means mm-hmm. to have black spaces. Um but yeah, like she ain't she ain't got the body of work to make comments like that. <laughs> her reputation isn't as solidified to to say i mean she's so she's been in black stuff though she was in the the movie mo money with dwayne damon damon wayne yes no not dwayne wayne yeah damon wayne Wayne is super black she i I think like yeah he's super black so she was in that movie does that up her 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 content any makes it a little and she was in Nora's home with eddie murphy Mm -mm, that's or not Nora's home whatever that's the second i know what you're talking about but like uh, again like i when your claim to fame is clueless, a movie that I consider to be a white movie, that's again, your your body of work just isn't strong enough. Like and again, I'm not saying she was trying to do something anti-black. I'm certainly not saying she deserved to have her black card revoked in that instance, but was it up for discussion? For sure. And should it have been discussed? Yes. And mm. was it? Yes. Like it like that's that's the that's the risk you run, right? When you have black cards and you revoke them. Potentially somebody who is black, somebody who is on your side, is going to be falsely accused and they're going to have their black card vote for doing something they think might have been good for black people so yeah that oh that's you're bringing up good examples today i'm not yeah you know because i wanted to ask you know like at the at the end of these like examples i wanted to i want to ask you like you know stacy is that harmful to the movement as a as a whole when you have those kinds of cases where it's like you know these are Well, tricky it, it is tricky, right? And just specifically referencing that quote you just pulled, I don't think that was harmful to the movement per se. Um, if it, 
to, to revoke her card, oh. I mean. Like, is it harmful to the movement if we are revoking folks' black cards who are on mm. our side because they're not fitting what we think black folks should look like because they are this alternative... That black. is... Yeah, that's a... That's a great question. That's, um... Listen, if you are confident in your blackness and you know you're black, then even if somebody takes it away, you know that you're going to get it back, right? I think the people who... And if, and if you're, if you're not, not, then do more. <laughs> like, I, I, that sounds kind of cold. I, that, that sounds really cold. Um, but I, I just feel yeah. like, I feel like people who are black are, comf- not, I don't want to say are comfortable in their blackness, but like know that if my black card is taken, I'm going to get it back, right? There is a certain, there's a certain type of swagger you have when you're black and you know you're black that you know can't be like, you can't be taken away from you, right? It's never going to be, it's never up for question. And even if it is taken, quote unquote, in the temporary stance, you know, you know that one day I'm going to be black again, right? I just, that's the way I think about my black card, right? Specifically that time, like when I think about when Rob pulled my black card, right? Like I was like, dang, I'm a little sad about this, but I know I'm, I'm super black. So I wasn't worried about it, but I was worried in the sense that maybe I should be a little more on my P's and Q's about it. Hmm. You know, and I, 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 I see where you're coming from, but I think about the person who's maybe not so confident in their blackness. Mm-hmm. And I think about the example you gave at the top of the podcast where you were like, you know, upper middle class black folks who maybe aren't as entrenched in the culture from day right. one, how this could affect them. And I think it's really harmful for those folks. I think it's harmful for people like me, even where it's like, I'm black. I knew I was black. But even in the times where I was younger, where like things were happening because of my blackness, my mom knew it was happening because of my blackness, but I was not fully aware of it. And I'll I'll never forget to the moment where I just became really aware of my blackness. It was actually because I was, uh, it was a softball award ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, no, it was, so basically what happened was I was the first, you know, I played softball like for forever all through my life and I'm I'm left-handed. And so I was a first baseman and I was a pretty decent. You aspire. So you aspire. And everyone, (laughs) I mean, I, it was, I great. was pretty good. I wasn't like going to the major leagues or nothing like that because of my arm, but I, I held it. Hey, I held it down. You, you, you could have made it. Uh, I believe it. But, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but uh, everyone, even the coach, thought I would get awarded as MVP that year mm-hmm. in softball. And when it came time for the award ceremony, this uh, other white girl who uh, everyone was kind of surprised by it this other white girl got the award and uh, my coach came up to my mom and she actually told me about this later. He came up to her and apologized and she was like, it's okay. I know exactly what happened. And she told me the story and I didn't understand it when I was a kid. But as I got older, I realized, Oh, they gave it to the white girl because she was a white girl. And and it had nothing to do with my abilities. It had nothing to do with the fact that Mm. she was better than me. It was like nepotism. And um, but she never, she never came out and said it was my blackness that caused me to not get that award, mm-hmm. right? So I think about folks like me in those cases where it's like, I'm in those spaces with white folks challenging my blackness, and I'm not so like conscious and 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 confident in my blackness as a kid. If someone were to try to revoke my black card in those moments from the black community, that would be super harmful. It was super harmful. It did actually kind of happen in a way. Now I see what you're saying. It. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's like uh, where you were like white folks would be like, oh, you speak well for a black person. Mm. I would go to the YMCA <laughs> down the block and white kid and, and the black kids would be like, you talk, you talk white. white. Get away from me. <laughs> yeah, it's like you talk funny is usually how it would come out. And it was like, I talk funny. Like, this is just how like, I talk. This is how <laughs> I talk. Yeah. You know, so I think in those kinds of cases, it can be really, really harmful if you aren't super aware and confident in your blackness. You haven't had that like entrenchment like your parents gave you from day one, because then you're like, dang, maybe I'm not black. And then you have the cases of like me where I I see the term alternative black and I'm like, ooh, like I gravitate towards that because here's a group of people on the fringes who would accept me. Like, we're black, but we're black in we're weird ways, black. and they're going to accept my weird blackness, you know? Huh. I get what you're saying. And, like, it's, it's again, it is a very, very fine line, and it is a dangerous one. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what the solution is, 
right? I don't, I don't know if we should just stop saying black cards because I do, again, I do think there are some benefits. Um, but I will, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this, right? I'm glad you grew up, like, I'm glad you, you, un, you, you have those experiences because now not only do you have an understanding of what other black kids may be going through, but I know that if you ever pull somebody's black card, it has more weight to it, right? It is for a very, mm. very good reason, right? I think a lot of people in like when we kind of, and it, that is harmful, right? It is, I think I, I, we can just both agree that it is harmful to pull somebody's black card. But in doing so, I think that kind of just adds more weight to it, right? In, in, in the best possible case, right? A black person who pulls another black person's black card has understood the pain of being saying, hey, listen, bro, you may not be black enough. You know, you might want to go hit the books a little more, right? And when you do that, when you know you are inflicting that type of harm on someone else, I would just hope that people are doing it with, I don't want to say with good intentions, but with the understanding that this may cause harm and it has probably caused harm to you. But that harm has probably put you on a better path in terms of understanding your history and understanding who you are as a person. Because mm. it, it uh, yeah, fair. I think that's fair. And I think I think we're closing. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I don't know. Like it's 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 a tricky subject. It is a very tricky subject. And I just know that if you pull somebody's black card, be prepared to have your black card pulled later too. Mm. That's okay. I'll, and I think with that, uh, Caleb, what's your last black thought of the day? My last black thought of the day is be black, be unapologetically black. And if you are ever shaken in your blackness, just go pray to black Jesus. And I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, just, just go, just go do some research. Cause if you look black, you are black. And at the end of the day, that's, that's kind of going to be your thing. But just also be wary that there is a long history of people like you that you might want to be more in tune with. Um, Angelique, what is what is your last black thought of the day? Mm. My last black thought of the day is actually going to be a shameless plug for uh, Letitia Williams Ooh. and the game Black Card okay. Revoked. I think that it's a good game for the culture. And I think that uh, I think that because you have your black card, and the game won't change that. No one can change that. Play the game. Have fun. Learn mm-hmm. something if you don't know about something. But I would caution people to not take their black card at, and weaponize mm. it against other black folks in a harmful way. Um, BT made a TV show even spin off of, off of the game. And I think that that just goes to show we can create content for us and it can have a domino effect in good ways. But it can also have a domino effect in harmful ways. So be cautious when you're revoking someone's black Mm. card. Amen. (laughs) Well, uh, thanks for listening in, guys. And we hope to hear from you soon. Have a good one, everybody. Mm